You're listening to the Flow on Effect podcast, a podcast that is intended to educate women about pelvic floor and pregnancy-related conditions, presented by two physiotherapists, Charlotte and Heidi, who specialise in the area of pelvic floor and are based in Sydney's Sutherland Shire. Materials and content in this podcast are intended as general information only and should not be substituted for individualised medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Hey guys, it's Charlotte here. So on today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to ask Heidi some questions about abdominal separation or diastasis recti. So here's everything you need to know. So Heidi, what is diastasis recti? So what it is, is an increase in the space between the two sides of your rectus abdominis muscle or like your six pack muscles. So your, the space in between is all connective tissue. And so that's called the linear alba. And so during pregnancy, because of the growth of the uterus, generally that space will get a little bit bigger. And then post-pregnancy, what tends to happen is that distance is widened. And so what we're looking for is that to that connective tissue to knit back together nice and close. And if it doesn't, then that's considered a rectus diastasis. If it's greater than two finger width, when we measure it at about six weeks post-pregnancy. Yep. And do you look at depth as well? Yeah, so we definitely test both the width of the gap and whether it's a really deep gap because sometimes it can look like it's a really narrow gap but it actually goes quite deep and that's still telling us that the connective tissue is stretched or has the capacity to stretch. Yep, exactly. Okay, so how early does it come on in pregnancy and does every pregnant person get uh, abdominal separation? So... It's different person to person, um, but generally we tend to see that from about 32 to 35 weeks, most women, like I'd say probably 98% of women, get some form of uh, the separation. And that's just a normal part of pregnancy. We know that the body has to accommodate that expanding uterus. And so that connective tissue is the first place that your body's going to start to get that stretch to accommodate that uterus. Yeah. So I know um, I see a lot of women that get really scared and freaked out by it mm. um, and are really worried. So do you think they should be worried about it when they're pregnant? No, I think there's things that we can do to try and reduce it, um, which I think we'll get into yeah. shortly. Um, but yeah, no, it's considered a very normal part of pregnancy. It's more postnatally we want that um, rehabilitation to take place if there is a separation at the six weeks post so that we can make sure that the recovery is ideal and that that abdominal wall is then functioning the way we want it to yep and is it painful i get this ask this a bit it can be painful but generally it's not um so sometimes we'll have women come in and kind of describe like a cramping sensation through their stomach muscles or that they can feel that they're pulling or like they're feeling a stretch as they're growing um, but generally they won't tend to feel the stretch yeah yeah so if it's not painful then what are the signs of diastasis recti in pregnancy so one of the, the main sign is the actual stretch or like the coning that you can actually see, coning or doming, yeah. um, which is where you'll actually see like a stretch or like a, not really a bulge, yeah, like a dome yeah. in the middle of the tummy. And so that can happen when there's a lot of pressure being put through the tummy. So on movements like if you're trying to sit straight up out of bed anywhere where you're trying to do like a crunching movement, um, if you're leaning backwards, you can start to see it. Um, so, yeah, that's generally the main sign that we'll see. Yep. 
So if they're the signs in pregnancy, what about postpartum then? So postpartum, we definitely can see lower back pain is a really common complaint that women will come in with and they might not know that they've actually got abdominal separation. So that's one. Um, Another one is that you can have, like literally you can see or you can feel a gap in between your abdominal muscles. Do they also get the coning and the doming? Like if they were doing like a sit-up or getting out of bed? Yep. So definitely they can have that as well. So again, if that abdominal wall isn't functioning well, if there's a big stretch on that fascia, then with those sorts of movements where they're doing that sort of crunching action, then they can get that coning or that doming as well. And they can actually get it going both outwards and inwards. So it can actually kind of sink into the tummy as well as it can kind of dome outwards. And that's still a sign of abdominal Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so some women come in really worried about the mummy tummy or that they've got some excess kind of, they don't know what it is, skin, fat, that they just can't get rid of. Can this be abdominal separation? It can be. It's not always, but it can be the case. So in that case, we would kind of check um, because we generally check three points through the tummy and the lower point um, would be most relevant to that kind of mummy tummy complaint. And sometimes it can be that they've got a low separation through there and then we would rehab that accordingly. Okay. So in pregnancy, what can you do to kind of aid recovery post-birth? So everyone gets it in pregnancy, but what can we do to kind of make it not as significant after birth? So the biggest thing that we can do to try and prevent it or to try and, yeah, stop it from getting worse is avoiding things that are actually avoiding movements that are putting strain through the abdominal wall. So we teach women to roll over before they get out of bed. We're teaching women to really protect their tummies um, so that they're not doing movements where they can see that doming or that coning and that pressure through the tummy. We're teaching women to try and avoid as much heavy lifting as possible because that's when they're going to increase a lot of pressure through the tummy as well that can make it worse. Um, And the other thing is just wearing compression. So supportive um, garments can help and belly bands can help as well just to try and support the tummy. During pregnancy. Yeah, during pregnancy. So you touched on this a little bit, but what are the risk factors for women to develop abdominal separation? Yep. So the first and I guess the main thing that we tend to see is multiple pregnancies. So the more pregnancies you have, I think the more we tend to see abdominal separation can get worse or it can come on earlier in pregnancy. And then another one is obesity. And the third one is actually having really overactive or really strong high tone um, abdominal muscles because that can actually, your ability of those muscles to stretch during pregnancy is less than someone who's got lower tone abdominals. So they can often tend to find their fascia in between that linear alba gets stretched a little bit quicker. Yeah. And when is a woman checked for abdominal separation? So How we, early? So they should be checked in the hospital um, like day one, day two postpartum by a physio will come and check them in the hospital. You should get checked by your GP or your obstetrician, but it doesn't always happen. Um, so we as women's health physios always check you at about six weeks postnatal um, in your postnatal checkup. And the way that we do that is we get you to lie flat on the bed with your knees bent 
and we get you to do a little crunch with your hands behind your head and we'll pick three points that we actually press our fingers into the middle of that uh, linear alba and then we get you to perform that crunch so we go about three centimeters above the belly button at the level of the belly button and then three centimeters below and at each of those points we're trying to feel for how many fingers we can actually fit into that gap and we want that to be less than two less than two yeah so less than two is not considered a separation at all um and anything more than that is then considered a separation that we want to that we want to treat and what if they have like two fingers wide but you can kind of fit your whole finger up to your knuckle deep yeah so that's the other thing we want to measure the depth of that stretch because if that connective tissue has got the ability to be pressed right in like four centimeters then we know that its ability to withstand load is not going to be great even if it's not really wide we want that connective tissue knitting back really tight so that its ability to transfer load across the abdominal wall is really good yeah Yeah. so some people might kind of check themselves and think oh no i can only get two fingers in but unaware if it's really deep deep. yeah it can still be a big problem okay so what can women do in the first kind of couple of weeks really early days postpartum to help heal their abdominal separation so the first thing that we always recommend is wearing some form of compression um, so whether that's compressor, compression shorts, whether that's a belly band, um, just something that will generally feel really comfortable to wear because you'll feel like you want that support around the tummy. Yeah. And then the other thing is, again, just avoiding those movements that are going to put a lot of pressure through that separation. Um, so avoiding getting straight up out of bed, making sure you're rolling onto your side and avoiding lifting anything heavy. You don't want a lot of pressure going through that tummy because you're going to then pull on where that connective tissue is trying to knit back together really tight. Yeah. So you said some form of compression, so either kind of shorts or belly bands. Do you have a preference? I guess if we're like purely talking about rectus diastasis, then I would say I don't necessarily have a preference because they're both providing really good support for the tummy so the belly bands are the ones that kind of wrap around the front and then the shorts are obviously providing um compression for the perineum as well but yeah if we're purely talking about um abdominal separation then yeah i think they're both really helpful yeah and if somebody was to get a pair of shorts how do they know what size to get so we will routinely measure pregnant women at their 36-week um, appointment. And so while they're still pregnant, we'll measure them for short so that they can have them post-birth yep. so that they're ready to be worn as soon as they feel comfortable to wear them. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll take that SRC, well, SRC recovery shorts measure so that they know what size they are. Yeah. So do you recommend for them to pack them in their hospital bag? Yeah, so it's good. I mean, sometimes they're not the easiest to get on day one post-birth, but if you can get them on and if they feel really comfortable, then, yeah, the, the sooner you can have that compression compression and support, the, the better. Yeah. Okay, so say they do that for the first six weeks and they're avoiding everything that's kind of – that they're meant to, then what can they do from kind of that, that six-week – to 12 week mark to try and heal it. So when we've assessed to see whether they have that separation or not, we'll also assess their capacity to load through their tummy muscles. And so we'll give them a set of core strengthening exercises um, that will help to start getting that connective tissue, increasing that capacity for it to be loaded and to try and encourage that linear alba to 
become shortened and tightened. And so that's in some ways has been a bit controversial over the last couple of years. a little bit. Because we've gone from lots of studies telling us to do transverse abdominis contractions, which is like your deep core contractions where you're not necessarily moving your body or doing a crunch, but you're just more kind of thinking of tightening across the waist. Um, And now we're kind of moving towards let's do crunches, let's actually start loading up your abdominal muscles because of the way that they're actually the line of the muscles, when you contract through your rectus abdominis or your six-pack muscles, you're not actually putting any stretch through the linear alba, whereas your transverse abdominis is connected into the linear alba, but it actually will pull across. So it will actually tension the linear alba in a way that we don't really want it to be stretching in those early days postpartum and those early weeks. So yeah, we go more for mini crunches, um, in tabletop if they can be doing some of that stuff. It just depends on what we see. If we see any coning when they're in that position or doming, then we won't allow them to do that until they're actually have the capacity to perform that yeah. well. Yeah. So the studies recently are really interesting that actually show that the healing towards um, crunches versus transverse abdominis yeah. is much higher in those early days. So we don't want people to fear the crunches yeah it's not like someone's doing a full sit-up yes so it's always good to be assessed first um so that's six to 12 weeks what about beyond that what about if someone comes in a little bit further down the track yep so there's still definitely a big window of opportunity um for us to make change in your strength and that tissues capacity to actually become tightened through that linear alba um can still happen yeah after that up until that 12 months postpartum and particularly with hormonal changes and stuff if you're still breastfeeding then yeah we still have that opportunity to continue loading up the abdominal wall getting your strength really good okay so in that first year we can still make some significant change what about after that what about if someone is has an abdominal separation and they're three years down the track So I still think that they've got the capacity to improve in terms of their body's ability to load through that abdominal wall and increase their tensile strength through their linear alba. So yeah, I still think that there's opportunity for them to still get better outcomes and get stronger without making that worse. Yeah. Yeah. And without kind of having that fixation of like 100% closing Yeah, the gap. it may never like come back together yeah. 100%, but, and it may not change from where they are, say they're three years postpartum, yeah. but we can get them stronger. They might be stronger. Where, yeah, they're not going to have lower back pain or yeah. floor pain and stuff. I agree. So that's the end of our questions on diastasis recti. So we'll see you next week for another podcast. Bye. Bye.